This is a HeadGum Podcast. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Rise, a science-based app that makes it easy to improve your sleep and daily energy. How you feeling, dudes? Are you feeling rested? Are you feeling refreshed and energized? If not, let's do something about it. Let's get you feeling good. Let's get you on that Rise app. Rise uses a scientific fact-based approach to help you get the sleep your body needs. It's no secret if you listen to the show that Eugene and I were, were interested in the subject of sleep, done some research, read some books, tracked our own sleep, experimented with different wearables. We've done it all, but we're still confused. <laughs> There's a lot we don't know. There's a lot of myths and misunderstandings around sleep. Thank God Rise is coming in there clearing this stuff up for us. Did you know that you can actually become a morning person if you're not already? And you can do it without giving up your phone before bed? I know how you like to do it. You like to get on that phone, cruise around Instagram before you go to bed, see if your crush is uh, watching your stories. Maybe you're going to watch some of theirs. You got to see who's checking you out. Maybe you do a little Finstagram, a fake Instagram, so they can't see that you're watching their stories. You don't want them to know. You want them to think you don't care. I say let them know. Put it out there. Maybe you get that weird like, the like from on a post that's 900 days old. Whoa, so-and-so just liked this from deep in my feed, way back in the history, a bathing suit pic. <laughs> they either were, were in there checking you out, scrolling way back when and did an accidental like. They're trying to zoom in or something. Or maybe, hey, they're like me. They're throwing a flag up, letting you know, hey, I like what I see. Either way, you like to do this before bed, and I don't blame you. It's exciting. It's a good pre-bedtime activity. You don't have to give it up. You don't have to get a weighted blanket. You don't have to get supplements. You don't have to get a hyperbaric chamber or a new mattress. You don't have to pay pop star Adele to sing you lullabies before bed. You got to get Rise. Rise is built around the two principles that sleep researchers agree most affect how we feel and perform. Sleep debt and circadian rhythm. So sleep debt is the only sleep score that matters, and Rise checks how much sleep you owe your body relative to your own unique sleep need, and it helps you pay it back. And your circadian rhythm dictates your personal energy peaks and dips throughout the day. And so Rise not only predicts your daily energy schedule, it helps you take control of it. This is what I love about Rise, guys. So I mentioned that Eugene and I experimented with all these wearables. Uh, Fitbit, Aura Ring, Eugene used the Apple Watch for a while. We had all this great data. We just didn't know what the hell to do with it. <laughs> so Rise works by pulling this historical data from your phone, your apps, your wearables, and it's going to tell you your sleep need. It's going to track your sleep debt, and it's going to determine the best time for you to go to sleep. So that's huge. That's all actionable stuff that you can do to uh, improve how you're feeling in the daytime. So I, I got my app open right now, and it's, it's letting me know that today... Uh, my best time to focus was 9.15 a.m. to 12.08 p.m. This is based on the sleep I had the night before and the sleep debt that I'm carrying for, for this week. It has also let me know that my melatonin window, the best time for me to go to bed, is between 10.45 p.m. and 11.45 p.m. Great. So before I just kind of knew how much sleep I was getting, I didn't know what the hell to do with it. Now I've got this app. It's all in one location. It's given me all this information. Um, with Rise, you can improve 16 science-based habits that's going to help you reduce your sleep debt and optimize your day based on your energy schedule. Great. Solved it for me. Thank God for Rise. 
I want you guys to try Rise. We got a good deal for you. It's a good way for you to be able to play around with it and uh, and see if it's going to work for you. And statistically, it should. Rise helps you realize your potential with real results, real productivity, real performance, real well-being. 80% of Rise users feel the benefits within five days. Give it a try and see what it can do for you. Go to risescience.com slash dumbbells and download the Rise app today to try it free for seven days. Whether you want to become a morning person, wake up more refreshed, be less exhausted during the day, or improve your productivity and daily energy, Rise is the power behind your next best day. That's risescience.com slash dumbbells to try the Rise app free for seven days. You got nothing to lose, guys. 80% of people experience benefit in five days. They're giving you seven. Give it a shot. And now enjoy the episode. This is the Dumbbells, the personal fitness podcast with me, Aaron McGowan. Yeah, me, Ryan Stanger, where we have discussions and answer questions on all things health and fitness. We are not scientists or doctors or teachers. We are just basing this on our personal working knowledge and a little bit of bra science. Bra science. So please keep in mind that we're not doctors, never claim to be, just a couple of dumbbells. Love ourselves some fitness. Go ahead. And trying to help you with yours. Cuckoo. Cuckoo. That's it. That was a little, little wobbly. Last week was great. Um, it was, and I messed up. I didn't pray. You didn't pray. That's what that. That's the big difference. And last week prayed. It was beautiful. Yep. This week I, I didn't. I, I, know, I came in rogue. Yeah, and I kind of, um, I, I, I said some different stuff. I also said hitness instead of fitness. You did say hitness. I was gonna let it go. Uh, maybe I heard it wrong. Couldn't get my lips together. <laughs> hitness, a little bit of hitness. Hitness. That's if you're like a ventriloquist. That's what you do for. F's instead of yeah, you gotta just kind of. There's a bunch of little around. Yeah, or you do some of the words. T H T H sounds for F's or something. There's a there's a couple of workarounds. You're right. Uh, let's we're flailing, Aaron. We're flailing. <laughs> we are flailing. It's okay. I honestly, I just went for it. I don't know that you were ready, and I just was like, uh, I was infused with power. Great. That's not the word. No, that's right. Yeah, you were uh, possessed. I was possessed yeah. by the devil again because I didn't do my prayer. <laughs> my please help me remember what I'm supposed to say to intro this podcast prayer. Um, I do pray it to Eugene, not to God. Oh yeah, I do pray it to Eugene. We should mention uh, esteemed co-host Eugene Cordero still off filming. Uh, speaking of religion, Easter Sunday, <laughs> which is a big comedy movie, um, but it's called Easter Sunday. Still filming that. So Aaron stepping in like a champ, like a hero. We got, yeah. uh, we threw up the, uh, the bat signal. Aaron stepped in. She's here. Uh, yep. so let's get this thing going. we got an awesome guest today. Yay. Um, this guest I have known in LA for maybe my whole time here, which is very fun. Um, I'd like to introduce to everyone of the dumbbells in the dumbbells universe to Catherine Elise, writer, performer. What'd you say? Actor? Mm -hmm. Would you say director? of um, written, directed, starred in the fat one, 2.7 million views on YouTube. If you haven't seen it, check it out. And current writer on 
Walker on the CW. That's a real show on TV. <laughs> Come through. It's lit. Catherine, everyone. Hello, hello. I feel so honored that I got to witness that in person. And uh, like Aaron, I am also a giggler. So it was very hard for me to not giggle my way through that intro. I well, appreciate both of you. Well, yeah, that's I appreciate the giggles. Um, <laughs> it helps fuel. It softens. The, it so people the, are like, wow, yeah. it's they're fun. They're having fun. Nobody gets scared if there's laughter. You know, if it's if yes. it's if it's messing up and dead silence, fear sets it's in. It's hard. Yeah. yeah. Bad yeah. for yeah. bad for comedy. Um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, which fear? the pandemic has just helped us all through, you know? Yeah. Yes. That's silence. A, that's always you know, the other if, end. If you're doing live shows and um the, the I mean the you know, people know this, but if you're doing live shows and the audience is scared for you, it's tough. Yes. It can go one of two ways. There's something if they're scared for you, they just wanna laugh so much more to be comfortable. Yeah. So there to is help. that yeah. where they're just like, please God, anything Anything remotely funny will get a laugh. But uh, but then did you earn it? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe you did. <laughs> but it doesn't matter at that point. And that's sort of the true beauty of, uh, of live comedy. Would you guys rather... So you know in your heart of hearts if you had a good show or if you, if you did something that was funny that you're proud of, would you mm -hmm. rather kill and not be proud of the work or uh, be proud of it internally but perform to crickets i kill every time kill. Oh, i need like i need time. outward <laughs> validation <Yeah. laughs> i'm like please think i'm a hack i don't care just yeah. laugh that's where the money comes from baby no that's I, I play trombone farts for laughs so if that tells you i don't need to be smart okay i need to be laughed at wait do you do you fart into the trombone and produce <laughs> horn noise or are you talking about you make yeah what? That's what I've worked on over the pandemic. So what? now I've got it down. Is that what you're going to do at your wedding reception? Is that it, Aaron? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And and you guys are ruining the big reveal. But Ooh. yes, I will be uh, in my beautiful dress, farting into my trombone mouthpiece and producing a horn sound. <laughs> okay. I was going back and forth about my RSVP, but I'm in now. Yeah. You're in now. Okay, okay, yes. great. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Send that back. Same. Baby, plus five hundred people that I'm going to bring <laughs> yeah. to see to witness this uh, rock and roll. So, so Catherine, we want to talk to you uh, about health and fitness. Uh, usually, when we have people on as guests uh, that haven't done the show before, we kind of like to see what your history with it was. Um, so, for some people, their way in is sports. Other people you know, tried diets or tried, you know, different fads or whatever, or never even got into exercise and, and hated it. And that's always interesting too. But I know that you're, I know that you're in shape now and working out hard. So what, what brought you to that? Where did it start? How did it look for you as a kid? And, and we do know that because, uh, Catherine is surrounded by workout equipment. <laughs> And not know, because not because well, Aaron is my trainer at all. That's not <laughs> why you know that. Not that we have been working together for the almost the entirety of the pandemic. 
Now this just was from the dumbbells around, like that you're casually pressing. This was fucking sneaky as hell. We're so we're doing this. We're recording on a Zoom. You probably couldn't tell because of the crystal clear audio produced by yes. our wonderful producer Clementine. But we so Catherine says I've got to get up and grab a, a glass of water really quick. Gets up, exposes behind her uh, a whole uh, rompus room full of dumbbells, mats, uh, exercise equipment. Yep. <laughs> it looked, it couldn't have been more perfectly staged. And look, I got inspired by it. I was pumped up yeah. by it. Aaron was. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm about to work out right now. So something, so something's going on. We got something got you here. What was it? Yeah. Tell us about Yes. It. Thank you so much. Also, you gave me a great opportunity to mention that my pronouns are they, them. So I thank you deeply yes. for that. Um, yes. Just so folks know, if they need to write a comment and say, man, I really ha hate Catherine. They really suck. <laughs> you know, that's that's the way to go Good. about it. Yeah. And <laughs> we do not encourage that. But if you need to, not yeah. about yeah, yeah, yeah. if you're feeling I, it, that's yes. the way to do you're it. Feeling it. <laughs> If, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah so, if you're going to troll, do it the right way. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yes. There are other reasons to not like me. You yeah. know, there's definitely yes. other reasons. I'll, I, I got you. But the fitness journey to what you were saying, I had um, uh, growing up, I was definitely an indoor kid, like between my sister and I, if my sister wanted to be grounded, uh, she had to stay inside. I had to go outside. That was All the right. way that All it right. was. It was like, you leave the computer, stop doing your weird RPG fiction <laughs> that you're writing with your friends and go be out in the world. Um, and probably the most exercise I got during that period of time was uh, LARPing Sailor Moon and Dragon Ball Z. Those were the, oh, those cool. were my mode of fitness was just like, let's Kamehameha, let's go, I'm ready. Um, so yeah, so fitness wise, not a lot. And my, oh, go ahead. Oh, I, Catherine, I like where did you grow up? I grew up in Texas and then Virginia, Texas and Virginia. So okay. most of my formative experience was in Virginia, but, uh, uh, before six and before I was in Texas and that's where my dad still is now. And then, um, yeah, so we had, uh, uh, lots of like, fun, nerdy stuff. But my, my mom tells this story that when I was younger, I used to always complain about working out for PE. Um, and she, and I would be like, my feet hurt, my feet hurt. And she's like, okay, this is, I do have a chubby kid. I acknowledge that I have a chubby child and this is clearly their way of like getting out of <laughs> this requirement. <laughs> and she took me to the doctor and the doctor was like, these are the, the flattest oh, wow. feet that I have ever seen. We have to get them into some sort of corrective support here. Uh, no wonder they <laughs> come home from PE crying sometimes. Wow. So that was like a huge, uh, uh, I, I feel like a lot of me with fitness was me talking about pain that I was having that people weren't listening to. Yeah. So shit. that's, I know. Yeah. And that could put you off at an early age, you know, because it, yeah, it you, you know, there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, then and, and not, not everyone wants to listen to a kid. Yes. And a lot of times people are lying about 
uh, like I remember it was like a huge like rite of passage to be like, oh, I'm on my period. I can't work out like I can't do P.E. So yep. like super sorry, teacher. <laughs> God, to sit over here and talk to my friends that are also on their period. So it's like, OK, at some point, kids are lying. Yes. But at least with you, it was like, oh, no. Flat feet. Here we go. Yes. And did I use it as an extra excuse? 100%. I milked it for all it was worth. There was no way that I couldn't. Um, So yes. (laughs) But then um, I would say that a, a sort of like, I do remember weirdly one of my first experiences thinking about weight ever. Like I can't, was... I was like a hundred pounds when I was in fourth grade. And I remember doing that like a group weigh in thing. And there was a kid that was like, wow, you're fat. Mm. And I remember thinking to myself, if I can just stay a hundred pounds as I grow up, I will be skinny eventually. Yeah, so, like, my first just, thought about weight it's was just, this like <laughs> distorted, like, yes. yeah. Yeah. And but also, also some frame of reference that weight is it like a hundred pounds is a lot for someone of this height, but not for other heights, like that sort yeah. of weird thing. And also some good math skills. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. If we're trying to find a positive, I mean, you know, there's some good math that that's, you know. Yes. Whatever the, the psychological trauma, you know, the math yes. was sound. Uh, yes. Yeah, but that's it, you know, that's so interesting to 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 be able to pinpoint Okay, so you have some discomfort and mm-hmm. there there was, you know, an empirical cause, like there was a cause for that. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can point to that. And that's just as parents, you just have to investigate a little further. Sure, kids are going to try to get out of shit, but you could also say like, well, what, well, you know, what, what is really going on and what, what is hurting you? And you can kind of, after, you know, some follow-up work, really mm-hmm. figure out if there is something going on and if there is something that you like doing and that you feel comfortable doing and try to encourage that. Because totally. my, my kid's not, he's not into sports at all. So it's yeah. just a matter of finding physical activities that he enjoys that aren't a bummer for him so that he doesn't have this horrible association with exercise for the rest of his life because he was totally. forced to do shit he fucking hates. Yeah. 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 Well, did your mom find things like, or did, were you able to kind of like correct the flat foot or? Oh yes. Yeah. So just, yeah. What was like, that like? Yeah. So there's arch supports and whatnot, which were helpful in some, in some ways, but you know, it's something that Aaron and I have talked about before is I think less than what was happening for me with physical activity, because I did eventually get into that place of really loving physical activity the nutritional stuff is very hard for me. And it's, you know, I was raised by a single mom, big ups to my mom, (laughs) but like, you know, there have been multiple nights a week where it would be like spam and mac and cheese or like super, super salty paella like Mm -hmm. (laughs) or chicken and dumplings or something like that. So, uh, and also a lot of things where it's like, oh my gosh, if you ask me what we're having for dinner one more time, my brain is going to explode. Let's just go to McDonald's. Like that sort of thing where, you know, I think as a parent in general, it is hard to deal with that consistent thing. But as a single parent, I, I think it's probably just astronomically like I do not have time to tell you not to drink the concentrate concentrated grape juice. Like yeah. just mi- put it put it with the water. Don't sip it like it's a popsicle. <laughs> like what's happening right now? <laughs> I mean, everyone has to try that once. You, you know, everyone. It. 
It's important. It's important. What mine was great, but what was yours, Aaron? Uh, le- I always like the lemonade ones. Lemonade. Lemonade's yeah, good. Go. I like the Minute Maid fruit punch. Um, yeah. That was good. I just remember the, the first time I saw somebody just drinking out of the concentrate, my uncle Dave, who is like uh, my dad's brother, ne'er do ish um, he, uh, he would just like, we had like the Donald duck orange juice. I don't know if you guys remember that. And he yeah. would just drink out of the concentrate. And I was like, holy fucking shit. I got, <laughs> I got to be like uncle Dave. <laughs> I like, See, I can do that with cold brew. That's where I, that's where my <laughs> brain wow. breaks is I can pretty much drink concentrate cold brew. I'm so happy you mentioned that, Aaron, because this is an intervention about that. <laughs> thank you. Thank I saw you. it one time oh, and it made you. me feel so uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm like, no ice. I can take it. <laughs> I mean, do your do your eyes start to vibrate? I mean, that's like. <laughs> Hon- yes, honestly, I think today my eyes did vibrate. It was rough. I believe that. Uh, uh- s- s- <laughs> So nutri- so nutrition. So then you're you're challenged yeah. there. Pick. I mean, you're right. As a, as a parent, single parent, designing a menu every night can oh. be uh, mentally For two kids? exhausting. Yeah, yeah. We outnumber her. We can anything we want. Yeah. We have the popular vote to make Just happen. So wear her down. <laughs> wear her down. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But yeah. So around the time I was 14, I had my like first big. Uh, uh, person that I was seeing in a more long-term capacity and uh, he was you mean older romantically yes romantically okay, yes. okay. <laughs> the first Sorry, time I, I had a friend yes I didn't have romance till my mid-20s so that's, that's why right, I'm checking that's right. in you had yeah. platonic long-term friends so that's where that's where Aaron's <laughs> mind went right away yeah yes. I, was like, I get it I've been there yeah. <laughs> no it was uh my first boyfriend and uh or like the real like right when you're getting into the thick of it sort of uh relationship and um uh, he was an older dude who had a game at uh, who had a job at GameStop, which is about a mile and a half from me. So for an entire summer, I would walk to GameStop to hang out with him there. And then he would drive me back home. And I lost 50 pounds that summer because I just wasn't thinking. And when I say a mile and a half, easily three miles, I think I really shortchanged myself there <laughs> easily three miles from where I lived. So I was just walking three miles every day to go and like make out with the dude. That was it. I mean, relationships usually cause people to gain weight. And in your case. Yep. Totally. You are, well, it. Depends on the shredding. Depends on the age. Because there's, yeah. you know, when you're when those hormones are kicking, I would have walked like fucking five hundred miles. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like just the like, song about this. Like yeah. the song stinger. <laughs> Not like the song. I mean, I'm just I'm just picking a number here, five hundred <laughs> miles. I would walk about 500. <laughs> what did those guys ever have another hit? The proclaimers? Mm, not off the top. That's totally the type of CD that I would get and just wear out all of the other tracks. And I would like have a definite knowledge of it, but I got nothing. Spin doctors, spin doctors. We can talk about, but proclaimers, I got yeah. nothing. That guy was the spin doctors was, he's always wearing a snow hat. Um, <laughs> very cold, very cold. <laughs> Uh, Gotta keep the heat in from the head, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I like that. I like that the two princes song. You know their other. You know their uh, other tracks. Do they have some yeah. other? They had some other hits too, right? Yeah, they had two princes and um, Little Miss Can't Be Wrong. That's right. Oh, that's a great one. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, there's definitely other ones. I make a mixtape for my mom every year and I try and include a mix of like oldies and goodies. And so this year I did a mixture of all of the songs that we have listened to uh, on rides to different places. So like, oh, that's a good one, idea. Wow. One uh, one time when she was driving me to college, we played Papa Roach Last Resort on repeat. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> because she just deeply wanted to learn the words, and I was like, "Yeah, I know the words. We can learn the words." And that was our entire ride. <laughs> wow! I did that with Vanilla Ice 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 Baby. Yeah, <laughs> I drove from I drove from Vancouver, Washington to San Diego, California. Listened to that song so many times and wrote the lyrics down <laughs> and would play it back, write it down, write the rest of it down, and then I memorized them. And oh now it is my karaoke song. But that that I hadn't thought about that. That was that's all we listened to. Uh, Catherine, will you hours. perform uh, Last Resort in karaoke ever or? <laughs> Or like now, right now I will. Yeah. Normally I go with if I'm really trying to be a show off, I'll do like uh, Janis Joplin or wow. um, uh, oh my gosh, my birthday twin. Why can't I think I'm like I want to say Adelaide, and I think that that's a song of hers. Why can I not? Is it Alanis Morissette? No, twenty. Uh, 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 um, I'm gone. It's gone. I won't remember, and I'll be like, I can't believe you. Could. Adele. Oh my god, okay. Adele. <gasps> Oh, wow. Wow, So you have a good voice then. I have a voice that has a lot of power to it, so I can get away with a lot. Okay. So I I could tell it's a good voice. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's a nice way of saying it. I mean, yeah, that's a nice, yeah. I can get away with a lot of, with, you know, I don't. Like Beyonce, like if I've like just had a breakup, you know, it's like, oh, I have the power. Because I'm loud. I'm loud, but I can definitely not get away with any of that shit. I will will walk the whole room. But there are other songs where I sound actively bad while I'm singing them. So that's why I'm very cautious. If you see me at a local karaoke, stop. Please, please don't assume that I'm going to be good at every song. There will be uh, real clunkers in there. So do you guys have any memories of uh, somebody that you witnessed that you didn't know that you witnessed perform karaoke and it was it affected you in some way, either they were really good or they were really bad, or you're just so fucking curious about them. You can't ever get them out of your mind for the rest of your life. The, it's the really like bad. You have a person in mind. I do. And I'll, t- I'll say, I'll say. <laughs> Mine I'll was, s- oh yeah, go Catherine. Oh, I, there was just a guy so deeply singing with his whole heart, fat bottom girls in the middle <laughs> of like Roanoke, Virginia, when I walked in and I was like, you know what, dude, good on you. Make it happen. L- say what you like. I'm here for it. Yeah. And that's a hard song too. Freddie Mercury. It, vo- and he did are- not do it well. Oh, he did no. not. He oh. was not, he was not beckoning, beckoning any bottoms to him, fat or otherwise. <laughs> uh, well, I, I just was, I just remember one night I went to a Nashville, like a downtown Nashville karaoke bar. And there are some fun ones in Nashville, but they're not downtown. Santa's Pub, if you're ever in Nashville, it's in a little single-wide trailer where they allow smoking inside of it. But the, the, the karaoke cannot be beat. But this other one was like the next big star in downtown Nashville. And it was like, I just remember it made me feel so sad. Like it was like people <laughs> wanting to be stars. Oh, that's tough. And it was like, no one's like 
even if you're good at singing, you're not great at singing karaoke. There's just like the mic's yeah. not going to be made yeah. for you. No one did a sound check. You don't have reverb on your mic. It's not going to be pretty, even if you're trying. And I just remember there was these like two people back to back. And I was like, I'm not going to follow anyone here because they're just singing Shania Twain from the bottom of their heart. No irony. And this is not how I do karaoke. So that's what... <laughs> That's mine. I don't remember even like the specifics of the songs, but it was like definitely these like ballads mm. from, you know, those powerhouse country women. And it was not, mm-hmm. it Rough. was sadder than good. Ooh. Rough. I was in, um, I was in Palm Springs and I was there with my family, mom and dad, sisters, and a good buddy of mine uh, who's kind of a family friend and his sister. And so like a big group and the ki- I think my folks stayed in and the, the kids all went out and we went to this bar and they just, we didn't know they had karaoke. They just happened to have it there. And it was really fun karaoke where people were just, just goofy people singing and laughing and being silly. Nobody was trying to show off too much. And occasionally you get somebody that was good. And uh, this guy went up there and this guy was was a, was a well-built guy and had long hair. And, uh, he, you could see like, he's waiting for his moment. He's not there with anybody. He just by himself waiting for his moment. They call (laughs) my favorite. Yeah. They call (laughs) him up. He goes and everybody's done, you know, goofy shit, rap songs and, uh, you know, funky Cole Medina, like that kind of stuff. And, you know, group singing together. This guy goes up by himself and he does this song. I've, I've since looked it up a million times because I tell this story and then it gets me thinking about it and then I have to go find the song. And I even think it's on some of my Apple playlists because I'll just want to hear it. And it's, <laughs> I can't, it's, it's like fuel or something like that. And the song is, uh, uh, leave life bleeding in my hands, in my hands, oh, my re- hands. Yeah. yeah, to fall yes. away. Yes. Leave that. Yeah. Okay. So he does that oh. song. And he oh. does it so sincere with his eyes closed. He's not good, but he's not bad. Leave that bleeding in my hand. Just by himself. And people are just kind of drinking and uh, some people are looking and then he's done and like two people clap. Oh. And then my friend gets up and does an Elvis song and uh, people go crazy for it. And he's not as good, but it's just the right kind of energy. And then I watched oh. the guy that had just performed, watch him like just with like rapt focus, like on my friend doing this Elvis song. And then, you know, my friend's done and the guy walks up to him and shakes his hand and then leaves the, <gasps> leaves the place. No, <laughs> oh. <laughs> he just needed a release and, but he wanted people to witness and encourage yes. that release. Yeah. And then he was like, you know what? You bested me, man. <laughs> I'll just, all of these people just want this pop music, this yeah. damn pop music. Yeah. <laughs> Leave life bleeding in my hands. I mean, oh. what? No truer words. To fall oh, Shake a away. hand and walk out. Yeah, and then just like real, like eye contact. And my friend didn't know what the fuck. Nobody else no. watched it except I'm the only psycho that watched. I mean, <laughs> hey, I I wish I should have told the guy like, hey, I watched everything. <laughs> I watched everything and you're okay, dude. You're yeah. okay. <laughs> uh, but oh my gosh. We're way sidetracked. Catherine. Oh yes. yeah. 
I mean, okay. that's what that's what the game is here. Okay, okay you bring great. it back. Great, great, so great, great. some stuff that jumped out to me. You you talked about getting this um a little bit of a fixation on the scale and this number, mm-hmm. this hundred pounds, and mm-hmm. then also you've got some stuff that you're working against in that your um your anatomy on your feet, and then you're mm-hmm. also the uh, the diet that you just you know were the, the hand yeah. that you were dealt with food, and that's yep. this and so. At what point did you, okay, so, oh yeah, and we, we had talked about you dropping so, all the weight from doing the pounds. walk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now Going to GameStop. Yep. Yeah. Love that. Jumping in real quick to ask you guys how you're feeling. You feel good? We at the Dumbbells hope that you're feeling good. It's important to us. And if you're not feeling good, let's fix that. What can we do? What can we do to get you guys on the right track? Uh, maybe CBD oil. That could be the answer. With CBD, it isn't about what you feel. It's about what you don't feel. Stress, anxiety, pain. Feels is a better way to feel better. Feels is making premium CBD oil, guys. CBD has been shown to naturally reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. And there's no hangover or addiction. That's what got me interested. I have rheumatoid arthritis. It's a chronic condition. I'm always experiencing some level of joint pain. It's, I'm going to have it forever. It's what I got, and I got to deal with it. And I'm always on the hunt for something that's going to help with my joint pain. I don't want to be on pain pills. I don't want to be hungover. I don't want to feel off or groggy or weird. So that's why Feels CBD oil was such a natural fit for Stanger Man. Uh, I love that it's coming right to my doorstep, hassle-free. I don't have to go to the store to buy it. I don't have to go to a dispensary. I don't, it's coming right to my door, guys. I get it every day. I put a couple of drops under my tongue. You start feeling it within minutes. If you're new to CBD oil, you got to figure out what the right dose is for you. That can be a little daunting sometimes. Maybe you're taking too much or not enough. Uh, if you use Feels, they have a free CBD hotline that will guide you through this discovery process. Uh, they're going to help you get the right dose for you. That's a huge perk to going with feels guys. It's a great company. Um, you're going to find the perfect dose with them. If you join the feels monthly membership, it's going to make your self care easy. You're going to save money on every order and you can pause or cancel at absolutely any time. Uh, I really want you guys to try this, especially if you're experiencing any kind of pain, sleeplessness, or anxiety, you're not going to feel high. You're just going to feel better. Start feeling better with Feels. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash dumbbells and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash dumbbells to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Feels.com slash dumbbells. Start feeling better today. Before we get back to the show, I want to ask you guys, are you still going to the post office? You still paying full price for postage? You shouldn't be. If you check out stamps.com, you're not going to have to anymore. You can mail and ship anytime, anywhere, right from your computer, send letters, ship packages, and you're going to pay less, a lot less with discounted rates from the United States Postal Service, UPS, and more. Stamps.com has been saving businesses thousands of hours and tons of money every single year. Make yourself one of them. Uh, You guys, if you got a little business at home, a little side hustle you're doing, maybe you're selling things off Etsy, maybe you got a little uh, 
eBay thing going on. You're selling collectibles. Maybe you have a podcast. I know somebody that's got a podcast. Uh, you ever heard of uh, Ryan Stanger? He's got a podcast. You've heard of Eugene Cordero. Maybe you're selling a little merch and uh, you're trying to do this postage yourself and you're going to the post office, you're eating into your day, you're spending time away from your beautiful wife and your son because you're always running back and forth to the post office, buying postage, shipping packages, when you could be doing it from the comfort of your own home. It's easy. With Stamps.com, it's no wonder why 1 million businesses choose Stamps.com for their mailing and shipping. This is, what you, this, is what, this is how you do it. You simply use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send it. Once your mail is ready, you just schedule a pickup or drop it off, and it's that simple. With Stamps.com, you're going to get discounts, guys, and uh, it's not tiny baby discounts. They're not JV discounts, guys. They're varsity discounts. We're talking 40% off post office rates and up to 66% off UPS shipping rates. Huge savings. Not to mention stamps.com is a fraction of the cost of those expensive postage meters. Stamps.com is a no brainer, guys. Saving you time and money. You got to get on it. Please check it out. You're a fool if you don't. It's a must-have for any small business, any business in general. Even if you're a big business, check out Stamps.com. It's going to save you guys. Stop wasting time going to the post office and go to Stamps.com instead. There's no risk. And with our promo code DUMBBELLS, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in dumbbells, D-U-M-B-B-E-L-L-S. That's stamps.com, promo code dumbbells. Stamps.com, never go to the post office again. So what happened after that? Are you thinking about food at all at that time, or is it literally just the activity? I think it's mostly just the activity. Okay. And that it's also, you know, I am 14. So as you were talking about like that, I could eat whatever. There was a Sonic right by there. Love a Sonic would go and get a cherry limeade. Nobody's business. You know, it doesn't matter. Um, uh, Just concentrate. That's yes. (laughs) Exactly. Are we seeing a theme? Yes. Um, Yes. Yeah. So uh, so that was, you know, a portion of my life where things were just sort of going easy after he and I broke up, of Can course. Can I ask really quick, when mm-hmm. you lost 50 pounds, what did you feel like? Did you notice it? Did you care? We are about to get into some interesting psychological... Oh. I don't know if you... <laughs> okay, I'm I don't sorry. know if this is what... Uh, 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 if, if you guys want to talk about some psych- psychology, uh, but... Yes. No. Yes. If you're, if away? you're, okay. no. If you yeah, want if you're to, down, yeah. If you're always. down, let's. Oh yeah, I'm not uncomfortable about this at all. But the uh, the thing that was really disheartening is 100% knowing how much differently folks treat you when you mm-hmm. lose weight. That is always kind of a weird thing. But also, oh, oh. Listen, I don't mean to constantly talk about my mother. I do that in therapy. I don't need to do that here. But (laughs) one of the weird things that my mom would say to me that I think was like supposed to be a very loving, nurturing thing that just sort of went into a different spot in my brain was, thank goodness you're chubby 
you're too pretty if you were skinny. Like mm. that it it protects you protects you from predators. So I definitely sort of equated some of the more um emotionally fraught things that happened to me within that relationship with, oh, you're skinny, you got what you wanted, and this is like what happened to you because you were skinny. Yeah. So there was definitely a like, let's run away from this, this, you don't know how to handle this. And it's also getting way more attention as someone who has a lot of social anxiety, it was like, no, 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 no. I want to kind of be the person in control mm -hmm. of me approaching first or, you know, little things like that. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it was incredibly uncomfortable. And even though physically I was feeling really good, I think emotionally it was probably one of the scariest times that I have, uh, that I've experienced, especially because I was so young and there's mm -hmm. things that I would have the psychological wherewithal to understand now that at the time it was just like, this is my fault, you know, like yeah. that sort of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. God damn. I, I, I don't like the, um, I remember when I was thinking about losing weight and I was like, I, uh, my mantra was I'll start losing weight when I'm engaged so that I know the person really loves me. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that is like so fucked up. I don't know. I don't know where to, where to even pinpoint that. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, but it's, it's not the same, but it's like these like weird mental things, not weird, but like these, the, at some point it gets like in our head mm -hmm. that a plus B equals C and it doesn't. <laughs> But yeah. it, or but sometimes it does, and so mm -hmm. it, there are mm -hmm. moments where it can get reinforced in a way. Like in your relationship, you felt like you got what you wanted, and maybe it wasn't what you really wanted, and then it's mm -hmm. like propels you into the next phase of your life, which you know it might not have been that way had you not had that mental like that thought going through your mind. Yes. Yes. Um, well, it and yeah, I mean, it's as we learn more and more about each other, and people are uh, are better at expressing themselves, and and therapies improving, and more people are are yeah. are getting some you know some kind of help, and learning how to speak mm -hmm. language and all that kind of stuff in a way that can uh, articulate and illuminate things for people. It's there's so much nuance. I mean, it's just mm -hmm. you can be so many things. You can be. Proud, ashamed, embarrassed, yes. excited, glad, sad, all of it, all at the same time. Mm -hmm. And especially yeah. when you're looking at it, uh, when somebody inadvertently loads something up for you, whether it be yeah. weight gain or weight loss or whatever it is, while your cement is still wet as a kid, you know? Mm -hmm. And so then now it's just kind of a pathology that you're always in some capacity working on. And that's this, yeah. what you got forever, you know? And it's yeah, and then you can get to a place of like where you're like, oh, I I understand why I'm like this, and I forgive whoever was involved, but I still got to deal with it, you know. Yeah, it's still there. That's, 
so much of what I wanted to explore with the fat one, the web series that I did of this word that someone else gives you that you sort of slowly make your whole personality in a way. Like, even though you know you are more than that, even though you feel the nuance of who you are as an individual, that there is, everyone has that one word where it's like, oh man, is my whole personality based off of like (laughs) either trying to counterbalance this or to emphasize this? Oh, how sad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. so much more than that one word. So, uh, yeah. It, I, yeah. It could be. It, so, so, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, you go. I was just going to say it could be so reductive. I, and then it is so reductive. And then especially in, in show business, you really have to face that where it's just like, all right, I want to work. So I guess I'll, I'll be, yeah. you know, whatever this Either, thing. Yeah super thin or super fat. It's like you get one or the other. There's no middle ground here. Well, what's easiest for me? Cool. I'll lean that way. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Okay. So, so powerful things happen happening from a psychological standpoint, you mentioned you break up and then Mm -hmm. you, you, you see, you were saying the weight was coming back on then after that. Okay. Weight, Weight was coming back on. And I would say that like in general, I was not like the thing that my mom did give me was not a super, uh, hyper fixation on how much I was weighing really. So I never had a lot of that, but that can also cause, you know, I'm just really not looking at it. And then by the time, I mean, I like skip super forward by the time that I moved to Los Angeles, I was really, you know, starting to think more about what's happening with me physically. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, and then I got into UCB and improv and um, wanting to start using my body as more of a vehicle and be stronger. And that's when I started because I met Eugene through classes, uh, had started taking his boot camp. Oh, and, great. Uh, Yeah. And then we became friendly and it was like, oh, this is really nice. I'm really enjoying this. Um, uh, And he got me into Muay Thai, um, which I also it was one of the things that I realized had been a missing component for me with exercise in the past, which was uh, psychological engagement. Like mm-hmm. my brain, I have an ADHD, ADHD brain. Like it, I just am going all over the place. And to ask me to just run for yeah. 30 minutes, <laughs> I'm like, I got nothing for you, man. Yeah. <laughs> Unless I'm walking to get a kiss. I cannot do that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yes. You have to put a kiss at the end. Yes, yes. exactly. Exactly. A powerful motivator. that that's so I mean yeah you're too smart for it you know that I mean that's uh that's why competitive sports is always like a cool thing if somebody finds that where it's like oh man I can run for an hour playing basketball whereas if you put the same person at a treadmill they'll they'll want to you know, fuck. Die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Spin kick you in the face. You know? Well, that's one yes. of the reasons I like the heart rate monitor style, because for me, I'm able to make that mm-hmm. my, my video game is I have to keep you a certain it. color on my phone so that yeah. I know that I'm working out, which is like, it, it, it does, it has worked for me for a long time, but I don't know how long it will. But so far it's lasted, you know, five years. So it's an interesting, like just having those like little ways to trick yourself into doing stuff. 
mm-hmm. if that's fighting, like fight, you know, we'll fight, you know, yes. with someone that is also uh, wanting to fight, but having that Aaron die. Yeah. Aaron knows this too. I am the absolute monarch of like, I'm going to do X amount. And then all of a sudden I'm like, I'm doing two more, <laughs> like, but I have to like say I'm only going to do a smaller amount and then I can surpass Great. even the number that she gave me because uh, I feel like I'm winning something. But yeah. I have to sort of almost like underestimate myself first and then I feel like I can, like if, it, it, okay, the bar is low. Great. Let me get even higher than the bar that was set for me. So. So it's so important. I mean, that's knowing yourself that way. That's so important. I mean, that's yeah. in part of like that Aaron, you with your, uh, with the heart rate monitor stuff, all that. I mean, it's just little fucking tricks and hacks mm-hmm. to use a word that nobody's using these days. Hack life hack. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever heard that? that website? Yeah. yeah I worked- <laughs> oh, Life hack is where you learn something about, uh, but it, but it, but it is the man. audience didn't get to see your little cross-eyed thing. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> it was important. It was. Yeah. Uh, it made, it plussed it up a little bit. And, you it know, did. Yeah. yeah, it was fun. But I think, uh, but I think it's so valuable. That's why, you know, we have Catherine, we'll have people write in and they, they are, they're bored or they want to try stuff or they're not sure. And, you know, experimentation is such an important thing. And, you know, working out with different people and trying things is so crucial because you'll learn shit like that to where it's like, oh, I don't need somebody giving me a number I can't hit. Give me, mm-hmm. you know, you want me to do five or I want myself to do five, then I agree to two. And then I get yeah. to do the three on top of that. And it's just this little dopamine hit I get for doing the extra three or whatever it is that keeps me yes. coming back. But I think it's, yeah, I think that anything you can learn about yourself in that capacity, or if you have a great person you're working with to kind of bring it out of you is, is major. I'm, I'm curious as to, so you got into this, this boot camp. you're doing Muay Thai, you enjoy that. What's, what's happening with nutrition and food? What, how does that look? I definitely have gone through phases where I am trying different things, um, diet wise, like trying the intermittent fasting, trying, um, uh, trying gluten free stuff, trying keto, trying like all of this different things. Mm -hmm. And it is one of those things where it will work for a tiny amount of time. Yeah. And then my body, especially as I get closer to my period, my body will just be like, ah, you have to give yourself what you want right now. And if you don't, I won't do anything for you. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, okay. (laughs) I do like this period body character because that's... (laughs) yes. It's somebody I can hang out with for sure. Mouth. Yes, yes, yes. Pitch it to yes. Big Mouth uh, ASAP. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and this person definitely is like, you uh, uh, You have no choice in the matter. Yeah. That's what it feels like. Uh, and I, I, I've, as I've learned more about ADHD, I've also learned more about impulse control mm-hmm. issues that I definitely have had mm-hmm. my whole life, but hadn't put the two and two together because I am very disciplined about a lot of different things, but I hadn't realized the workarounds where it was like creating a limp to be able to get my body to function the way I wanted to. Not literally, though I have done that literally, but like <laughs> cognitively. <laughs> totally, totally. 
So, yeah. So, so, okay. Your, your body telling you, you need to eat. And then that whatever good cycle you are in is broken ultimately by that. And then you feel like you got to start from scratch again, or, mm-hmm. or maybe you, and- you go off the path for too long before you get back or, you know, these kind of stops and starts. Yes. And I think I definitely have like a a thing that I really have to work on is how little I like to think about food until it's like you have to think about me now. Like Mm -hmm. I am really good at uh, I am really good at not eating for a prolonged period of time until the point where like my meter has hit total empty and then it's like quick, make a uh, rash decision. And the idea of eating tiny meals before that seems like (laughs) someone is trying to, yeah. (laughs) I'm like, why would I do that? So I'm trying to get better at it. There's I've, I've, um, nowadays I, because I, because also the other thing that I think is really important in a lot of my fitness journey up until this past year is that I was so broke. I was Mm -hmm. living in a 240 foot apartment, like Tiny. tiny, 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 like did not have a kitchen, like a dorm um, room, like a tiny yes. dorm room. Yes. <laughs> I went in. I saw it. It was tiny. One of very few people that I ever let see my apartment. Yes. I was like, Aaron, you're allowed to come <laughs> back was like, here. Catherine, there's a, what's this, a little burner? What, how do you make food here? It's a tiny little refrigerator. How do you save food? Yes. That's, yes, uh-huh. that's cool though. There, there are some people that seek that out. Now, have you seen that show, My Tiny House or whatever, where the no, people that's I sad love sad life? <laughs> I love tiny houses. I love them. I watch them constantly. Yeah. And my favorite things, and I'm like, that tiny house is bigger than my apartment. I'm like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm like, not true anymore. <laughs> I, I'm the tiny houses are nice when it, no one's paralyzed. That's what I'm going to say. I'm like, tiny <laughs> houses okay. are nice yes. when you're, yes. when you have all of your body parts that work. Yeah, it's like Sorry where's the wheelchair accessible? Yeah. No, that's yeah, we need a one-story tiny house. Okay, yes. let's see ugh, a ranch-style tiny guy. Okay, that's what that's we that's fair. <laughs> They're always like a barrel that's up in a tree or something. That's <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, that you're right. That that's a fair critique. I can't argue with uh, that. Yeah, just f that is what I have to say about tiny <laughs> houses. Okay, sorry. Okay, you do I support. You do wonder, you know, I want to check in with those people. Cause it's all neat and laid out and they're pulling out the, the kind of built in storage and all that kind of stuff. But well, I want to check in in a year and see truly <laughs> the people that live with other people are yes. the ones where I'm like, you have had a psychotic break. Yeah. There's no way that you haven't because 247 square feet. I know exactly where I want things all the time. Right, right, right. If I am living with someone else and they are moving my stuff, I will lose my mind. Yes. I can't handle that. So yeah. Yeah. Tricky, tricky. Um, I know. Okay. So you have, <laughs> you have this small <laughs> and yeah. So You're a broke, lot of, you have a tiny house. Is, uh, yes. Yes. Eating healthy <laughs> is very cost prohibitive. So it is, you know, yeah, that's, yeah. that makes things really hard and you know, mm-hmm. and same with fitness, like yeah. actually having like, that's one of the things about like becoming a trainer is like realizing you can, charge a lot, but guess what? People that don't have a lot of money also need to know how to exercise. And that's like crazy to me. Like, especially during the pandemic, like you had to, 
unless you like even just like YouTube videos, you have to have the internet. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. and your kid might have to do school. So like you can't also, if your internet's not awesome, you can't run a YouTube video while your kid's doing school. You know, it's just like, it's cost prohibitive. It's, it's a, uh, it's hard for people that don't have. Money. Now it's interesting to hear you say this, Aaron, because you told me off mic that during the <laughs> pandemic, <laughs> health and fitness was, gonna say? was a, a <laughs> seller's market. And that you had, you fully. I was here for this. Yeah. This is true. Catherine yeah. was there yeah, and you fully and intended I did, like, to. Ha, 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 you were going to. I think the exact words you used was gouge. You were going to gouge people on prices. <laughs> yeah, I was going to gouge people. Yeah. But that was private. Okay. okay sorry. Oh, we'll cut this yeah. out. We'll cut this out. Fair. Uh, no, but I should, will. People should know. Yeah. I do want to say big ups to Eugene because so much of why I got to start doing the fitness stuff is because I came to him after working out with him for a while and was like, man, I really want to keep going. But like, I just, I truly cannot afford. And he was not charging a bunch of money, but I was like, I truly can't afford this much. And he goes, bring me a dollar, bring me a dollar every time, whenever you want. I'm never going to ask you for it. Just bring me a dollar. If it gets you here, it gets you here. And it was just a totally different way of thinking about fitness for me that really switched up a lot of uh, it, it taught me that it was like, oh, great. Fitness is fun, you know, and that I am also an athlete, which I really did not know yeah. until that moment. Cause I had never seen myself improve mm-hmm. and myself like start doing the little, you remember our little battle ropes, battle giant ropes. ropes. Yeah. 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 Those, I was like, ah, these suck the first time. And then by the end of it, it's like, all right, these still suck, but I can make my hands go faster. Cool. It's a great feeling. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's interesting because that's something that Eugene that's always resonated with me. Uh, Eugene said that early on when we were doing this show is treat yourself like an athlete, train like an athlete. Mm-hmm. You, you are an athlete. That one. And another one, we had a guest, uh, named Catherine Burns. You guys know her. Um, oh, yeah. great choreographer and, and, uh, super cool, super funny. But she said she had a lot, she had a major shift, a major paradigm shift when she started thinking about, uh, exercise, uh, in the positive, in the sense that she would exercise because she loved her body and herself, Mm -hmm. not because she hated what she was seeing. And so it seems really subtle, but like a lot of times I'll say like, Oh, I fucking hate the way I look right now. I need to do something about it instead of, you know what? I love my body. So I'm going to do some exercise to make it better. I I don't know. Mm -hmm. It seems simple. And I'm sure people have heard it in different ways before, but for me, I always stuck with like, Oh yeah. Cause I, you know, I have a pretty healthy approach to it, but I, there's times where I'm like, Ooh, not liking what old man Stanger is looking like these days. So mm-hmm. that's why I, and that that's not as powerful or as inspiring or as uh, a good long-term motivator as you know yeah. what I got, I, I like what I got. I got to take care of it. So what can I do to make it yes. better? Yeah. Show up yes. and do it. And the thing with Aaron that has been so powerful for me is having the consistency that we're able to have together is that I have gotten to the point where I don't need her present for me to do workouts. Like one of the coolest thing was recently I went, I got to go back home to visit my family in Virginia and, um, I wasn't sure if I was going to be down for a, for a workout or what. And I sort of sent her the equipment of where I was going to be, but nobody was wearing a mask where I was. And that was giving me anxiety. And so I just took the thing that she sent me and I modified it 
for doing a, a workout in the room of thinking like, oh, okay, here was where I was going to use the bike. Okay, what's a similar motion I can do? Cool, let me get in some mountain climbers for about as long as what the bike was going to be. And like things like that where I feel like Aaron has really helped to break down why moves are like what you're hoping to accomplish by doing different moves. Mm -hmm. And that has made me have a better vocabulary of if I want to do stuff on my own, how do I accomplish this same sort of feeling? So yeah, it's been very cool. That's getting a workout, a workout fluency is so empowering because Mm -hmm. that's a, that's another barrier for entry for a lot of people is that they just, you know, I don't know what the hell to do in the gym. I I don't feel comfortable asking anybody. Mm -hmm. You just walk in there and it just looks like, uh, uh, you know, the Winchester mystery match or yeah. Zoo. Yeah. Yeah. Or zoo. Yeah. (laughs) I go to, I work out at a zoo. So that, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, That makes that'd be fun as hell. That's something I hope to give my clients and it's nice when it's like you don't have to have a personal trainer forever that's the thing that i want my clients to be able to go into a gym and feel like they know what to do and yeah sometimes it's nice to have someone saying no 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 you can keep going that's very that's very good and there, there is a time for that aaron stay with me forever don't leave me aaron <laughs> aaron stay. i am I am breaking up with you, Catherine, right here. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> That's what this was. Holy shit. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Ooh, get those ratings, dumbbells. Yeah. Um, no, but I think, but that is like, that. Like that is something that I I now can go into any gym and I feel confident. And, and so to, to give that away is, uh, is a gift. Like, I'm like, yes, please go to the gym, steal a dumbbell, go back to your room <laughs> and just like have a workout that works for you, which I do encourage my clients to do when they're in a hotel. Grand theft. Larceny. Bring it, bring it. You'll bring it back. It's okay. You know? And even if you don't, it'll be fine. They'll figure it out. Um, They'll be all right. <laughs> they'll figure it out. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I, I love that. And, and I, I also, Catherine is one of the only people that I'll say, Hey, if you're just hanging around your house and want to try some stuff, here's some stuff to try. Catherine will be like, Hey, tried these eight moves feeling great. <laughs> and like, <laughs> look how far I went. Like it, it's so, it, most people aren't like motivated that way mm-hmm. and Catherine is and it's very fun <laughs> I, I love that I love that so thank you well you send me fun things where I'm like that's just enough of a challenge that I'm like I have to see if I can do that can I do that I don't know if I can and I'm like Aaron I can't do that and then all of a sudden I could do it and I learned something <laughs> new about myself it's a roller yeah. coaster uh, yes. <laughs> Catherine, you mentioned, um, that you were also, you, you had some hormone testing done, which opened some things up for you. Um, I, a lot of listeners have written in and asked about that. Did you, now you, uh, this was, this was a journey you took with a doctor. Did you work with an endocrinologist or just kind of a GP or your, or my primary, yeah, my primary care physician is like a holistic Great. hippie doctor. So 
at one point in time, I had to tell her, you have to stop prescribing me supplements. I'm now taking 13 <laughs> and these are not covered under insurance. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, oh yeah, yeah, okay, here, let me consolidate. Yeah. But um, uh, she will also prescribe me real medication, but I have to be like, give me Xanax. That's what I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. but, but the, uh, uh, yeah, so uh, what was so fascinating to me was we were getting my blood work done and... Um, I, the first time we got it done a few years ago, it had pinged as me having high testosterone, which was something that like, uh, it wasn't at insane levels mm -hmm. or anything like that, but it was like, oh, that's something we should mark and something we should pay attention to. And then as I was this year, when I got it done, it was like, oh, high testosterone, low estrogen, low progesterone. I'm not going to say it right. If you can say progesterone, it, say it, I dare you. Great. It's good enough for me. Yeah. That sounds right. Um, Smartest uh, you've sounded all episodes, thing. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not here for this. I only want compliments. <laughs> I can't handle conflict. Um, the <laughs> the uh, which was so episode of the dumbbells. Major <laughs> infighting and conflict. <laughs> Must listen. Uh. I've got to go. Um, but yeah, the <laughs> the. Um, uh, so that was just so interesting because I did not realize that that's literally all it takes to say, well, not all it takes, there are other things, but that is one of the core components of, of, of PCOS, polycystic ovary syndrome. And I did not realize that at all. And of course there's all this stuff that goes along with PCOS and that it's just a hormone. A lot of times it's a hormone imbalance mm -hmm. that is going to make your body retain weight in a certain way, especially if you are someone who like for all intents and purposes is female, um, th that it's like, Oh, okay. There, uh, uh, because of these characteristics, this is what your body needs to function. And I did not realize that my body was not producing the hormones that I need in order to like easily function. Yeah. So while it makes me a lot stronger in some ways, that weight retention is a whole different animal and beast, um, which was, it was just such an eye opening experience. And as I've been taking, uh, as I've been taking more of these like um, boost up, uh, things that allow you to absorb the estrogen mm -hmm. that your body is producing more. Um, it's not necessarily that I've seen a drastic change in the scale, but I have seen a drastic change in my body composition, wow. especially with how much we're doing weight training that it's like, oh my gosh, this is way different than what it has been for most of my life. Are you telling me like I was experiencing a lot of hair loss and all of a sudden we're upping vitamin D we're upping, you know, this other stuff. And I, and I was like, Oh my gosh, I cannot believe that this is just changing so quickly. Mm. It was, it made me so mad. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it is. It's maddening. It's maddening that we're, we're, we're get we're not getting the whole story and that yeah. there's so many doctors that are ignoring that it's not a part of regular medicine. You know, it's, it's, it's definitely out there and there's, there's good diagnostics they have for it. And there are doctors that know what's up, but, but it's not definitely not widespread. And, you know, most people are deficient in hormones in some capacity and it can be resolved with minimal intervention. It's not like you have to take steroids or something. I mean, steroids is a good example because you see how powerful they are. Um, mm -hmm. so, you know, imagine if, imagine if you're operating at a deficiency and you just take the right amount of stuff to bring you back up to the healthy, normal level, 
it's fucking, yeah. it's, it's a revelation for people. It truly is. And it was one of those things to where it, it's a part of the conversation that I think often gets overlooked because quite frankly, it's less, um, it's less palatable, I think, to be like, oh, there are certain things that you can't change on your own unless you have this information. Yeah. And, you know, not to go on a whole capitalist rant. Aaron knows this. I go on capitalist rants. Um, but <laughs> but there is a certain amount of the way things are marketed and selling individual responsibility, which there 100 percent is a level of individual responsibility that has to be, uh, that you have to hold yourself accountable for, but it's also like, you're not reading the full book. Like what you were saying, it's like, how can you, how can you know how the story ends if you don't read the full book? Like there's so many missing pieces of information that, uh, will just get you there quicker and there won't be such a, um, it won't be as painful, yeah. you know, while it's happening. So yeah, it was a it was a big revelation for me. It is, and it's just, it's something that um, that happens a lot. You know, you you can look into environment and the kind of food that we're eating, and then um, you know different medications that people w- will be on at different times in their life, and birth control, and all this kind of different stuff. And anything can just want the smallest thing can kind of throw that out of whack, and that you know you need a little bit of intervention to get it back on track. And you know, you're talking about money and, and, you know, if you look at like drug companies and stuff, you know, getting somebody on pregnenolone or, or, uh, an estrogen precursor, or even like testosterone mm-hmm. cream, there's not a lot of money in that. That's because there's, you can't, there's no, nobody can have proprietary ownership over that stuff. So it's just, mm-hmm. it costs what it costs. And so there's not a lot of motivation in there to, you know, encourage doctors to prescribe that stuff and get it out there. Um, you're seeing now like these, these kind of wellness clinics spring up everywhere to where they'll do, they'll do your hormone testing and then they'll, they'll prescribe all this stuff and they, tar- they charge a ton of money. But mm-hmm. you know, it's, it sh- I think it should be standard practice for doctors to, you know, you should get a blood panel and you should get a complete hormone workup and just see what's going on there and arm yourself yeah. with that information. There's different companies like quest, and some of the other ones that you can, you can do, you can run the diagnostic yourself and then yeah. see what's up And it's pretty user-friendly and easy to do. You know, you can do it through like a blood draw, go into a clinic somewhere, or you can spit in a tube basically, and then, mm-hmm. and get it that way. But I, I highly recommend it, especially if you feel like there's something off, you know, if you feel you're putting weight in strange areas, you've tried everything and nothing works you feel chronic fatigue or whatever it is. It may be something hormonally that's going on that, you know, you could have a world of difference if you just get a little insight into that. And real talk, like I am somebody who has struggled with depression my entire life. And this is not a cure all. It's not like, oh my God. And then my depression was solved and I never Uh had it again. We're getting into Scientology territory. Yeah. (laughs) Uh Just give us your blood and you'll be happy. No, but the, um, but I will say that like my baseline has just been in a different place than, than where it has been the rest of my life. And it was something where I was like this, it's so insane how much information is stored in your gut and how much information is stored in your blood. And these are things that, especially for, I say fat because fat is the word that I use, but larger bodies, if it makes people feel more comfortable, but it's like, especially for fat folks, going to a doctor is I have had horror story experiences Uh, with medical professionals that are, not perfect, not even a professional, like, like 
oh, this is after I was already out as queer at the time I was seeing a woman and this doctor being like, yeah, we need to get you to lose weight so you can get that boyfriend. I was like, what is happening? (laughs) Jesus Christ. What a nightmare. It's horrible. So it's that thing of there are real genuine, um, there are real genuine hurdles for fat people. And my goal is not weight loss as like the pinnacle goal for me. It is about allowing my body to keep doing the things that I want it to be able to do. It's about feeling strong. It's about feeling healthy mentally. And that for me has been the biggest switch of when I was a 14 year old, uh, just trying to get a kiss is, oh, I need to look a certain way. And now it's, I want to move through the world in a very specific way. And that involves like me being able to trust my body to do the things that I'm asking it to do. So Fuck yeah. I think I think that that is the most like like if you're a person that is listening to this podcast and you do not have the resources for for a, a fancy quote unquote fancy holistic doctor at this point if you don't mm-hmm. have money for um you know organic food like get in a place where you can get your body moving as much as your body will allow, because that is like, that's the, that can be the first step. And that can be a step that you can take that doesn't cost money necessarily, Mm -hmm. you know, um, finding those things that are free or very inexpensive to get your body moving people in your neighborhood, like in your town, like wherever you can find that you can start just like putting that work in on what you have access to. And then as you grow, as you develop, as you see what your body does or doesn't do, you can start like honing in on those places that you need to, um, that like maybe you do need to see a doctor about hormones or your thyroid or Mm -hmm. talk to your family. If you have access to your family of like what's in our, you know, what's our family history with our hearts, with Mm -hmm. diabetes, you know, with thyroid, that was a big thing in my family of like, just check on it every once in a while. Cause we're all (laughs) fucked up in our thyroid. (laughs) So it's like, you know, if it's hormonally like that's on your family crest. Yeah, <laughs> fucked up thyroid fucked issues. Up thyroid, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I like. I think that that outside of like having a quote unquote like look you're going for, having the perfect body, it's like everyone just get over that. Let's get our body moving in a way that feels good. Our brains are active. Like we are trying to do, like trying to keep pushing ourselves further than you thought you could further Mm -hmm. than you thought thought you could. Um, and you already can, that's the other thing that it's like, you are already more powerful than you think you are right now in this moment. Yeah. And that was a thing that I didn't fully realize until, uh, you know, I started meeting up with professionals Mm -hmm. that saw more in my body than I did in the moment. But you know, you don't need a professional to tell you that it's already true but a professional is very helpful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I dig all that. I mean, here's, here's some actionable advice. Please. Uh, 
so if you're listening to this and you don't, you don't have any money and you maybe don't have the time and you don't have the energy or whatever it is right now to, to, you know, to cover all the bases that we've threw out there, what you can do right away for free is anytime you're, 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 you're starting your day, you, you say two words to yourself. You say, or three words to yourself. What's the act of choice? Four words. So active choice. You had no idea how many words. <laughs> well, I was, it was starting with, I was just going to say active choice, yeah, but that didn't feel like enough. And then I was like, what's yeah, the what's active choice? So that powerful I, th- I honestly yeah. thought you were going to say GameStop. That's what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> that would have been you funny. You find a GameStop and you walk there and you walk well, home and then you walk there the next day. That's, that's, you're, you're on the right track with where I was headed, Aaron. It's what's the active yeah. choice. So. Maybe there's something you can do in that day to where you can make an active choice. So it's like if if you if you normally drive a short distance to work and you can walk it, then walk it. Or if you have an elevator in your work and you can take the stairs, you just take the stairs. So it starts really small. Mm-hmm. Just what's the active choice? And more often yeah. than not, try to do the active choice. And number two is if you're drinking liquid calories, eliminate them. No, don't have any liquid calories. So don't mm-hmm. don't try to slowly wean yourself off of it. Don't just fucking stop the liquid calories. I'm pretty gentle about everything else, but I'll say if you're regularly having, you know, like lattes that are loaded up with stuff or regular soda or that kind of thing, cut it, cut it. And you'll be, you'll, you'll see improvement immediately. And that's something that you can do and you'll get used to it and it'll happen really quick. And that'll, that'll take a major swipe out of calories that you don't even realize that you're having. And then Okay, if you're somebody that would describe that would describe yourself as fat or other people have said that, I think whatever you can do in your mind to um to not let people thrust that shame upon you mm-hmm. is is so fat because it's like, you know, maybe you're not seeing a doctor because you don't want to have that on, you know, Catherine described one that uncomfortable moment to where they shame you for no reason without even knowing you or what the fuck's going on or your body or how healthy you are or how much you're exercising or whatever it is you've got going on. And it really sucks. And I don't blame you. That's not, that's not your fault. That's, that's that person that's on that person or that's on Mm -hmm. us as a society for, for like saddling you with that fucking shame and it shouldn't be there. And that's, and it's, it's a drag that it is. So, I don't know. I don't know how you can arm yourself, but, but whatever you can start to do to free yourself from that so that you can get the care that you need and that you can, you know, start making the the progress that you want so that you can feel good in your body, then, then start on it, you know? And I, I, I love that. And one of the things that was helpful for me is I put the word fat in its proper place, that it is one singular word that we imbue with a lot of meaning and a lot of context that people often don't have about laziness, about work ethic, about motivation. And you are the only person ultimately that knows if you are being lazy. And if you're being lazy, it's something to look at. But there are plenty of thin people who are lazy too. (laughs) And they just have a different metabolic system. And be your own advocate. You are the only person that knows you 100%. And a doctor's job is only a good jo- doctor's job is only going to be enhanced by you being able to have uh, a great sense of uh, vocabulary around mm-hmm. how you're feeling and what's happening to you. And if you stop mm-hmm. at, oh, I'm fat, 
that's why all of this is happening. You're giving them permission to stop there too. And we are just way more than uh, that single word. So I love it. Yeah. They remember guys, they work for us. <laughs> mm -hmm. You're paying them. Get what you fucking want from them. Don't let them mm -hmm. scuttle you out of there. Yeah. You, you know, you get hurried out. I have rheumatoid arthritis and it's like, it's a, it's a auto, uh, it's an autoimmune disease and it's a chronic mm -hmm. condition. And you know, I, I went undiagnosed for a long time. It's because I would feel, I'd ask a couple of questions and I could tell that they just wanted to kind of move on. And I didn't really fit the normal criteria for th this disorder. And so they were just, and you need just kind of, and you're like, all right, I'll leave. And then I'd be driving home and I think like, fuck, there's 50 things I wanted to ask. I didn't ask any of them. I felt yeah. uncomfortable. And it's like, I, it's not like they're doing me a favor. <laughs> I'm yeah, fucking yeah. paying them, but it, I just, yeah. you know, I can't, it can be weird. So I dig it. I want to hear it. So, the, um, so this thing you have 2.7 million views and counting. Yeah. Can you explain it? What, what is it? What's the premise? Yeah. So the like elevator pitch that I used to say to folks is, uh, the fat one is a rom-com between a chubby girl and herself. And, <laughs> uh, and it's, uh, it's, we did it. Gosh, it came out in like 2015, 2016, and there are two seasons of it now. There's always some talk in the work for a third season. I do know what the third season would be, but it's, you know, now I get paid for writing. So there is a certain <laughs> thing of like, Things I don't know, change. am I going to take time yeah. out of this? Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, uh, but, but, um, uh, it's essentially, it follows this character, Kate Kennedy, um, uh, through the experience of, being a fat woman in Los Angeles and specifically around the ways that she would be limiting herself. Um, uh, like we have the, the quintessential character. Like, I feel like there was always this dichotomy in how fat people were specifically fat women were depicted in media. And this was before shrill, which by the way, love shrill. Um, uh, it, it, that's another reason why I'm sort of like, do I, does this need to be made? Shrill's doing it and it's doing it great. But the, um, uh, uh, the, the dichotomy of, uh, Marcy, uh, Jarrow, I never say her last name correctly, um, uh, plays this character, Maggie, who is this very outspoken, loud, boisterous, fat person. And, um, then there is Kate Kennedy, who is very much not that. And you're sort of following her arc in the weirdness of dating in Los Angeles, being plus size, and also, um, and also getting to that point where you finally claim your word as getting to just be the one thing, the one word in a whole pantheon of things that describe you. Um, so it's, it's very in, on point with exactly what we were <laughs> just talking about, which is great. And, and it, I would say that the third season, should it ever be made, is each uh, each episode starts with a vignette of five things that five people have really said to me that are uh, very cringy. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but the kind of amazing thing was after the first season, I really didn't have that many left because most time people are very nice to me. And also fatness does not come up in my everyday life very often. So it, or like it does, but in subtle ways anyway. Uh, so the cool thing was for season two, that was one of our most, um, most purchased, um, uh, perks for our Kickstarter for season two was people wrote in to say real things that people had said to them. And so episodes would start with those things oh, that people had. It was so much fun. I really loved that to just hear, because it's not always about fatness. I think season one is very much about 
relationship to fatness. And then season two becomes about our relationship to other people. And then finally, season three would be about Kate's relationship to herself and realizing all of these moments where other people said something limiting to her, but also all of these moments where she said something limiting to herself and Mm -hmm. how we let other people program us if we're not careful. And you really have to be intentional about, about programming your own brain and your own thoughts and how you're choosing to move through the world. So. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Weren't there questions on this podcast? Yeah, you guys want to answer a question? We, I got, <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Let's, let's answer one question. You want to do one quest? <laughs> All right. Uh, if it's a, if it's a good one and, or we could do like a lot well, who cares? Uh, let's see. There's some good ones. Sorry to your editor. <laughs> I feel like I've, expounded no 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 sorries to no editors this has been a great episode (laughs) let's see thanks clementine is that the editor's name is that what you said earlier yes yeah uh i mean here's a pretty straightforward one uh kevin for america says (laughs) question for the (laughs) podcast how do you feel about calisthenics versus lifting heavy uh thanks for the pod it helps me to continue to make the right choices So, um, I don't know. What do you guys think? You got, you got anything you want to say to that? I can look and see if I can find one that's even more specific. I'm yeah. Catherine, what do you have to say from a personal standpoint? Um, I like a heavy lift because it keeps me more mentally engaged because I have to be focusing more on, uh, like if this was a thing that we practiced today was that I didn't want to go as, uh, as heavy and Aaron was like, well, let's just try this out for a shorter number of reps. And it, A, I could do it, which was, again, something that I was very surprised by myself. But B, it was, oh, I really have to be paying attention to my form on this in a way that uh, I can just sort of get into routine. Um, it, you know, yeah. if I don't have to pay as hard of attention to my form. So that's me. I love that. I'm a, I'm a big balance person. I think you, I think both, I just like, um, there are times for both. And I think, you know, calisthenics will help your lifting. Lifting will help your calisthenics. Yeah. That's what I think. Uh, You're so smart. Uh, thanks. Okay. Hi, dumbbells. This is Lindsay (laughs) coming at you with a question. As a bit of background, okay. during the during the pandemic, I almost said it uh, like with a fun Pande- fun pronunciation. Pandemic during the pandemic. <laughs> pandemic. Uh, I dropped fifteen pounds and managed to keep it off. I've been maintaining the last few months with intuitive eating and being active every day. I'm starting to slowly increase weight during my strength sessions and bumping up my protein intake. I'm a petite woman, around five foot two. I have natural. I naturally have larger muscular legs. Uh, stop bragging, Lindsay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, come on. So my goal is to build up my upper body, something I've always struggled with. Do you have any suggestions on how I could structure my weekly workout split? I don't want to lose muscle in my legs, but would prefer to emphasize upper body during my five-day split. It's three days a week of training arms too much. I also don't want to diminish the progress uh, with the fat loss. Any suggestions would be welcome. Well, I think if you're if your legs are naturally muscular, having um, 
having three arm stays until you feel like your arms are at a good place is not a bad idea. You can also do arms and legs together. You don't have to split them, you know, especially on like you could do two days legs, two days arms, one day both or something, you know. I was really hoping you were just going to say you could have three arms. <laughs> and with a few the- visits to a doctor, you <laughs> could have three arms. Like like nobody, like nobody's business. I mean, <laughs> Catherine's right. That's the most, that's the most size you're going to put on your upper bodies. If you add an extra limb. Add I mean, a third arm. Yeah. And that's my bad. That's my bad as a new trainer. Like I haven't even considered a third arm, you know? I mean, has have you seen Goro in Mortal Kombat? <laughs> also, I just threw out a nerd reference and I'm like, is it Goro? I'm not 100%. That sounds right. I, to, it I mean, right. I have no idea. Goro <laughs> <Great>. wins. <laughs> Round one, fight. You didn't, you didn't play Mortal Kombat, Aaron? I played it, but I don't Finish I didn't him. memorize it. Oh. I didn't memorize it. I played it at like arcades, you know, and then okay. I left. I, I, we get it. You're cool. Right, we yeah. get no. it. You're cool. Oh, I am not cool. I promise you. Dude, I played sports. I, I didn't play video games, dude. <laughs> I played it in an arcade when I was having pizza after playing sports. All right, I yeah, we get it. put a trombone to my butt, okay? <laughs> Please don't forget that. Uh, I, Catherine, what do you think? Oh my gosh, I have, I, this, I know when I'm out of my depth, <laughs> I am out of my depth on this question. I think I just want to say good job, Lindsay. Yeah, That's what I want to say. I, I'd say, yeah, you're definitely, what a feat to, especially during the pandemic is really hard to, to yes. fall off of good habits, to pick up good ones is you gotta, you gotta celebrate that. And, um, I think that, you know, you can be, we can be a little myopic when we're thinking about, oh, I want to, I want to increase size in my upper body. So I'm going to focus on, you know, specific arm exercises. And, you know, one of the kind of the strange things about exercise and whether it be active fat loss or muscle building, it's hard to pick specific spots. So, you know, you say like, oh, I'd love to really, you know, increase my biceps. And logically you think I'm going to train biceps really hard and sure, you you know, activating those muscles and, and putting them through the paces will do that. But to really put true size and inches on, you kind of have to go up everywhere. Um, and so there, there was like an old bodybuilding thing that it was, uh, you know, for every 10 pounds of 10 pounds of weight you put on, you can increase your arms by one inch. Um, you know, and that's why a lot of times bodybuilders, they will, they'll go way up in the off season and then they'll whittle down for when they're in season and competition and taking photos. That's because that's how they get the, the most volume and size in their muscles and symmetry is because they have to just go up everywhere. So it's really hard to say like, Oh, I really want to, you know, you know, my arms to be a lot bigger. So I'm just going to train biceps. So I think, you know, having a really well, a well-rounded approach and, um, you know, you have genetically, you say you have great legs or muscular legs. So I keep going hard with the legs and that that's only going to help. And, you know, doing muscle, like doing big muscle groups where you pull a lot of muscles in, um, muscles that, you know, occupy a lot of surface area in your body, you get a big hormonal response for speaking of hormones. So that's going to help, you know, elevate your growth hormone and maybe stimulate some testosterone. And that's all valuable ingredients in your muscle building potion. So, you know, continue to train legs heavy and all that stuff. And then maybe even if you want to get a little wild with it, 
you could on on some of your heavy squat days throw in some bicep curls too while you've got a lot of you know good hormones circulating around um something to think about and then just make sure you're you know you're eating enough protein she said she mm-hmm. upped her protein intake right didn't she yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. yeah if you you know just make sure you're eating enough protein to support all that and then and then calories too and uh but yeah i think you're uh, it's cool, man. To, to, it sounds well, in like ca- you're doing everything right. Yeah, and Catherine, you picked up a lot of good habits during the pandemic, it sounds like, too. So. I did. I was very, very lucky with the finances of it all that I, I started my first like TV mm-hmm. writing job right when, like, a week into the pandemic. I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> this is different than what's happening with most other people. Uh, it's hard to celebrate <laughs> that, you know. Yeah. Yes, it was very strange. Uh, um, but it's super grateful. And then because of that, like I now get meal self- service delivery because I realized that I'm just bad at feeding myself if I have to do anything more than open a container. So right. I have people that prep meals for me, which is very nice. And then uh, and then also got to start working out with Aaron. And it's uh, it's insane. The. Yeah, it's insane that I miss working out now. Like if you had told me that, that's like, oh, what did you what habit did you pick up during the pandemic? I get sad when I don't work out. <laughs> cool. What a jerk. All right, loser. No. <laughs> what a jerk. Such a jerk. Such a jerk. No, people need awesome. to people need to hear that because it it there mm-hmm. I've been at a place in my life where I thought that sounds impossible. There's no way anybody feels that way for real. And then you know, it'll happen to you and you'll feel that way and then you'll get it. And then you'll try to convince other people that it's possible too. So it's good. And they'll think you're crazy and you're like, let me sell you some supplements. That's what happens next. Yeah. Let's get you on a subscription program. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I've seen the papers, Matt, uh, famous Tom Cruise interview with Matt Lauer. I've seen the papers, Matt. You haven't seen it. You you haven't researched it. You're glib. Uh, You're so glib. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What a dynamic duo. Yeah. Those two. Yeah, <laughs> those oh. two nightmares together. Lauer with the button on his desk. Oh, oh. creep! Well, this is a good Boy. way to end the show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nothing better. Uh, Catherine, a true delight. Thank you so much for yes. doing our show. Thank you. Do you have thank anything you, that you. you'd like to plug or promote at this time? My pleasure. And uh, let's see, I can actually promote a real thing, which is watch uh, Walker on the CW. Check your local listings. Uh, I believe it's 8 8 p.m. 7 central, I believe. Yes, yes. Um, uh, Thursdays, Thursday nights. Um, Yeah. And uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter, which is where I put more of my political stuff. So only go there if you are okay with me (laughs) liking pictures of, of, uh, trans folks getting top surgery, (laughs) which is, um, uh, Catherine, not IRL, which you can also find me on Instagram, whereas I will post more of my thirst traps. And then you can also (laughs) find me for one singing video on TikTok, And all of those are Catherine, not IRL. So if you want to see one singing video that has five likes, Go to TikTok. I will I'll follow you on force TikTok. my way. Will you follow me on TikTok? I, <laughs> I, I don't I think will. I have any followers there. Here's a deal I'll make for the dumbbells. If you follow me on TikTok and you comment that you're from the dumbbells, I will guaranteed follow you back on TikTok. 
That's wow. my honestly, Holy honestly, shit. same. I'll do the same. Uh, <laughs> Stang, are you on? What's no, up? No, I'll join. I'll join TikTok to see Catherine's singing video because I, okay, okay. I have an idea about how how good they sound on that, and I want to hear it. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can figure it out from yeah. there. You'll be like, oh yeah, I see what they mean. Powerful, but like a little, ooh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but a little. Eh, okay, well. See. Aaron, how about you? Where can people uh, check oh, in with you? Oh, just. At Aaron McGown, M-C-G-O-W-N, my maiden name. Uh-oh. Not changing it on social media, but I did change it with the government. So. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Hey, if you want to uh, ask uh, the dumbbells a question, and maybe it's something that's too big to fit on social media, maybe you want a little privacy, you don't want to... Uh, or you don't want to DM, you don't want to slide into our DMs, whatever it is. Well, you can reach us at askthedumbbells at gmail.com. We got it. We got to ask the dumbbells. A lot of people Ooh, wanted it. A lot we of people got it. it. Uh, if it is on social media, so uh, at the dumbbells across all social media platforms, every single one of them, we got them. Friendster, Creepster, uh, dump TikTok? Dumpster. Not TikTok yet. <laughs> Uh, you gotta get on TikTok. We're gonna get on. We'll, we'll do it. We'll get on TikTok. Okay. At the dumbbells uh, on all social media platforms. So, on behalf of myself and Aaron McGowan and our wonderful guest today, Catherine and Eugene Cordero, wherever he is in Canada, shooting a movie, doing something great, uh, we'd like to remind everybody that's out there listening to train dirty, eat clean, and live in between. Between. Oh, the Catherine, you say it. <laughs> We're gonna do it. I just wanted to be a no, part we're of gonna, the end. I'm yeah, sorry. no, no. It's it's a must. It's a must. It's a must. You're absolutely right on that. We like to remind everybody to train dirty, eat clean, and live in between. Oh, nice. Between, Thank between, you. between, 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 between. Catherine, like Optimus Prime, <laughs> came in with some serious Optimus Prime energy. That's one of Aaron's favorite <laughs> characters from the show. Optimus Don't Prime. Don't get Stanger started. <laughs> Catherine did it. I didn't do it. They God. did it. Cut. Cut. <laughs> oh. Okay, is it cut? Do we cut it? Oh, my and God. Do I hit stop? You can hit stop. Need to cut it. That was a HeadGum Podcast.